Hey, everybody, it's Larry the Cable Guy, Dan Whitney with Talking Truth. Get her done. You know they say get her done in China? That's a fact. That's a fact. All right, listen, I'm here with uh, my buddy Brian Clark. Brian, how are you? You know, I'm just lovely today. Awesome, man. We got uh, our, our uh, guest that's been with us for the last three, Come Nat. On. I'm back, baby. Nat Crawford. And uh, we're wrapping it up. This is uh, the black sheep of the family. We're talking about the worst king of Judah today. Um, uh, and we are going to wrap it up with a nice big bow, what we've been talking about. So Nat and I will join in after Brian gets done uh, reading the little message. You know, sometimes you'll hear people described as people who have to learn everything the hard way. Just to be clear, no one has to learn anything the hard way. It's a choice. Some people seem bent on self-destruction. But here's another reality. Some people don't learn, even the hard way. They simply never learn. They just slowly, stubbornly destroy themselves. In the Bible, Judah has some good kings and lots of bad kings. But perhaps the worst king ever in Judah was a spineless, clueless guy by the name of Ahaz. Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king of Judah, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. The Bible states he did not do right in the sight of the Lord. It's as if Ahaz made a checklist of all the bad things the king could do to offend God, then he set about fulfilling that list. He worshiped idols, he desecrated the temple, even offered his sons as human sacrifices to the pagan gods and formed an alliance with the enemy. At one point, Ahaz feared defeat from Israel in the north and Syria further north, who had combined forces against Judah. Rather than trusting God, he sought help from the wicked kings of Assyria. Just to be clear, he sought help from their enemy to fight his own people, the Jews. He took many of the treasures from the temple, and he gave them to the king of Assyria, hoping to buy his favor. After the Assyrians won the battle on behalf of Ahaz, the evil king went to Damascus and worshipped the false gods of the Assyrians. While there, he saw the pagan altar of the Assyrians, and he told his priest he wanted an exact replica built in Jerusalem to go in the temple courtyard. Basically, he ordered all temple sacrifices to be burnt on the pagan altar and closed the temple to the people. All across the land of Judah, Ahaz erected altars to the pagan gods of the Assyrians. The Bible tells us the worse it got for Ahaz, the more he disobeyed, the more unfaithful he became to the God of Judah. We are told he made high places to burn incense to other gods and provoked the Lord, the God of his fathers, to anger. Ahaz was so wicked, when he died, they did not bring him into the tombs to be buried with the other kings of Judah. So what is with this guy? Was his father like this? No, actually his father and his grandfather. They were both righteous kings. But for whatever reason... Ahaz was bent on doing evil and provoking God to anger. The price tag for his choices, misery and destruction. I've met too many people like Ahaz. For reasons that just seem inexplicable, 
They just seem bent on creating misery for themselves and the people around them. About the time you think they've hit rock bottom, they redefine the bottom. Why? I'm not sure I can answer that. I just know they seem determined to go down in flames. Like Ahaz, many never change their ways, and they just waste their lives away. Well, so let's talk about you. Maybe you've determined to live life your own way, on your terms. I mean, nobody's going to tell you how to live. Okay, good for you. So how's that working out for you? Are you happy? Are you really satisfied with life? Does your soul really feel full and at peace? I mean, honestly, in the middle of the night when you can't sleep, are you really sure this is what you want? Maybe you feel like you're in too deep. You've gone too far. There's no turning back for you now. That's a lie. It's never too late. Jesus specializes in bringing new life to the ones most people would figure are just too far gone. I mean, after all, there were plenty of black sheep in Jesus' family line. There was Rahab the prostitute, Tamar the daughter-in-law, Ruth the outsider, Bathsheba the adulteress, Manasseh the evil king. Oh, and did I mention Ahaz? Yep, the evil king in today's study. You guessed it. He ends up in the family line of Jesus. That's crazy. Jesus came because we all need a Savior. His line is full of scandalous stories, sinners, misfits, and losers, people like you and me. It's never too late to repent and choose a different path. No one has gone too far. Jesus offers you his forgiveness and salvation if you'll turn to him and receive it. Let's be honest. Your way hasn't worked. Isn't it time to surrender to Jesus? Let's bring in Dan and Nat. Let's talk about this. <sighs> Guys, have you ever known anyone quite like King Ahaz? Well, well <laughs> not with that resume. <laughs> no, not with the violence. I do have people that, uh, I do know people that never learn. You know, you were talking about uh, even though the, it gets harder and harder for them and they never learn and things keep getting worse and worse and they get told about Jesus and they just reject it. It gets worse and worse and they'll go to everything else. They'll go to, you know, um, they'll order some kind of rubbing beads or, you know mm. what I mean, whatever. And they never learn. And I'll be honest with you, I blame that on religion because religion is so fake to most people that are searching. Jesus is real, and he's not fake. And I think if more people knew who the real Jesus was and what real Christianity was, you'd have a lot more people that would uh, not reject it because it is the truth. Um, but yeah, I do know a lot of people that it doesn't matter what you do, it doesn't matter what you say to them, they just keep getting and digging deeper and digging deeper. Yeah, I, I mean, as a pastor, I've met lots of those people over over the years. It's just a puzzle that they'll, like you said, they'll try the craziest things, but they just won't try Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I've gone to the hospital to visit people that are dying, and ask them if I can talk to them about Jesus or pray with them, and they'll say, "No, I don't want to hear it. Get out." Hmm. And it's like I, I, I can't really explain it, but 
It's really sad. And they're here tonight. Can we bring in five? <laughs> Just kidding. Well, look at Hollywood's like that. I mean, they're like that. They're empty inside. They're always searching for something. Um, I mean, how many times do we hear about somebody killing themselves or somebody did this? But they search for everything but Jesus. You know, they'll go to the yoga class or they'll go to the whatever. They've always got some kind of a weird hmm. spirit. You know, they're being spiritual. You know, I think it's being spiritual. That's what they always reach out to. Oh, I'm going to be spiritual. And, and it never works, hmm. ever. Hmm. <laughs> you know, but they don't know the real Jesus. Religion, uh, you know, they've been soured by religion. I get it. You know, when you turn on, you're trying to find Jesus and you're trying to find hope and you got a guy selling you, you know, $10 seed water, you know, to rub and, and <laughs> have a, your mailbox full of money. I mean, I get it. But we're, there's, there's people out there like us that are telling you what the real Jesus is and the forgiveness that he has and the grace that he has and telling you stories like this, relevant stories of actual people Um that's what it's all about. But, yeah, there's, you know, I know a lot of people like that are always looking for something, something other than Jesus. But of all the people in the Black Sheep series we've done, I mean, this one is different in that there was no repentance, hmm. evil all the way to the finish line, yet he ends up in the family line of Jesus. Why, why do you think that is? You know, when I read a story like this and I consider just the genealogy of Jesus and the stories that we've covered this season and in other seasons, God is the author of, of the story. We, we can try to play God. We can try to do things our own way. But at the end of the day, God's the one who will see his purposes complete. And I think we see a piece of that in the story uh, here. But when you see how God could use someone as wicked as this to bring about down the line Jesus Christ, Savior of the world, it reminds me that you are not uh, your family name. You are more than your past. You're more than the past of your relatives. God has you in a place where he can use you and work through you. And whatever the bondage or chains that you bring into this world, God can shatter those. You know, whenever you talk to a person who graduates college, sometimes you'll hear the, I'm the first person in three generations who ever graduated. There's a sense of pride that they broke that brokenness, whatever that thing is. I'm the first one who hasn't, uh, who hasn't struggled with alcohol in five generations. When we see a story like this, we can see, okay, that particular story for that person did not end as we wished it would have. We, 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 we pray that he would have changed, but he didn't. But that's not the end of the ultimate story. God was still working. God was still using this whole, this whole uh, journey to bring about the Savior of the world. So for you today, I would encourage you to remember, you're not your past. You're not your family's past. God is giving you a unique opportunity today to start over, to realize bottom is a bottom, and there is hope for tomorrow. Yeah, I think of, I think of uh, just the fact that Jesus died for everyone. Hmm. And there's those who will receive his gift of salvation and those who will reject it, but the offer is there for anyone who chooses to receive it. Hmm. So even within his line, mm -hmm. there are kings like Ahaz 
that never repented, never turned to God. But that's part of the story. There's those who choose to receive God's gift of salvation and those that don't. So it, it's a choice uh, that people have to make. Yeah. I find it also crazy that uh, when David met Bathsheba, she was taking a bath. And her name was Bathsheba. Oh, wow. <laughs> right? right? I mean, how weird is that? That's like a dentist named Toothman. You've been right. thinking you about know? that for quite or a while. A guy that works <laughs> at the gun shop, Peter Gunn. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, right. Just another one of those weird things. What are the odds? So here, here's a question. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's change it up here a little bit. Okay. So think of a person you know who in your mind right now today you think, this is the last person on planet Earth that I think would ever turn to Jesus. Part of what these stories remind me is nobody's unreachable, and there's people around us that, that seem so far gone, but they're never outside the reach of God's grace, and it mm-hmm. reminds mm-hmm. us not to give up on them, that the story's not over. Uh, so think about who that person might be in your world, hmm. and instead of joining in the condemnation and throwing rocks at them, it's like, what if Jesus did the unimaginable? Well, the person I'm thinking of, that would be. Do you want crazy. us to say their name, Brian? No, he probably better not. Okay, okay. Well, there goes that plan. <laughs> no, can you imagine though, if these, if, if all of the people in politics just became Christians? I mean, it would be amazing. Yeah, and and I think uh, I'm really convicted by what you're saying, Brian. Um, because it's really easy to throw stones, complain, talk bad about, wish the worst upon them, but instead come at them, even if you don't know them, with a heart and a desire that they come to saving faith. That God would surround them with people who would continue to scatter the seed of the gospel and to celebrate if that were to actually happen, than rather just be negative and be skeptical about that possibility. Because we're all people that God is offering grace to. The question is, will we receive it? And if it even if it takes to the very last moment before their dying breath, we should celebrate that opportunity rather than saying, it'll never happen. I have a question. Because I don't, like I think of like people that I know and I go, oh, there's no way. I never say there's no way because I know there's a way. I mean, look at these guys. But let me ask you this, uh, just as devil's advocate here. What about the verse that says God has given some people up to a reprobate mind? I think as long as people have breath in their lungs, right, then they have the opportunity to reach out to Christ and experience his salvation. I, I don't think there's such a thing as an unpardonable sin until people die. Right. If they die having rejected Jesus, then there's no basis to forgive that sin. Well, what does that mean then, that he gave them up to a reprobate mind? Well, I think he lets them experience the error of their ways. Okay. It's kind of like Romans 1. He turns them over to it. Okay, but that so may be what God uses to get their attention to experience salvation, uh, a okay. form of discipline. Right. Yeah, maybe you'd say it that way. That, just, that, that means God's going to go, all right, you want to do that? Then you go ahead and do it. 
and we'll see how that works out for you. Yeah, I think I think for us as humans, it's best just to believe that every person is within the reach of God's grace and go forward that way. Only God ultimately knows the end of the story, but uh, I would consider everybody within reach until till they die. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's good news. So it is. One more thing to that. So over the years, now and then, I've asked people after a sermon that might be kind of like this conversation to think about that person in their life that they would say, this is the last person on planet Earth I think would ever turn to Jesus. Write that down. Pray for that person. And it's been really interesting over the years how many people I've had walk up to me in the halls of the church and introduce me to someone and say, Mm. by the way, This is that person whose name I wrote down, yeah. and they've come to Jesus. Right? That's so awesome. It does happen. Yeah, no, I, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It can happen. There's nobody like like we've been talking about in this series. No one is too far gone. Hey, you know what? Dan's right. No one is too far gone. So we hope this has been encouraging to you today. This is the last episode of the season, but we'll be back soon with a multi-month series on Joseph who's one of the most inspiring characters in the whole Bible. And until then, you can listen to all of our episodes at talkintruth.com. That's talk, the letter N, truth.com. Get it done.